Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von Duringham. Let's just start that over. That's the first time I've ever done that one. <laughs> You've never made a mistake. <laughs> no. It took me 87 times to do that. 87? Yeah. Let's try it again. It's an impressive streak. Shut up and sit down. Oh, I think everybody ought to have a bicycle. They're very popular, you know. Buy a bicycle. Try a bicycle. Cycling is the safest way to go. You save your money and then you get a spanner or two and a puncture set. A bicycle pump, a lighting pack. White at the front and red at the back. You are listening to The Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Let's ponder the concept of fairness. A fair-minded person tries to see both sides of an argument. Aesop, life is never fair, and perhaps it is a good thing for most of us that it is not. Oscar Wilde, it is better to deserve honors and not have them than to have them and not deserve them. Mark Twain. Satisfiable and reliable. Cycling is the greatest thrill I know. Man, it's it just it dang old complicated, you know, man. It's like a dang old Rubik's Cube, man. You like talking about any blue, red, man. Then you get to one side, and then you like mess, messed up the other side, man. And one of these days, if I get the chance, I'd pedal me bike in the Tour de France. Cycling is the only way to go. <laughs> We're not ordinary people. <laughs> We're morons. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von During, and I am here with Lance Hepler. Lance Romance. In the studio. Flew in for I, this podcast. I flew in for this podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> On Skype today, Evan Price. Not in the studio today. Oh, <laughs> so I can't even ask what it, Well, no, no that, could that's ask. a genuine question. What, what is everybody drinking today? Spindrift. It's Spindrift uh, sparkling spindrift. water. Sparkling water, and it's. Um, I think it has real fruit in it, real squeezed fruit. Yeah. Yep. So, do you, that's do you it. believe that, though? Is it actually uh, real? Does it taste real? It tastes something. Mine's it's not grapefruit. It's not my least, favorite. Raspberry it's lime. It's my least favorite it. flavor. Oh, <laughs> we should have swapped. We should have swapped, man. You had already opened it. Mm. Here, here, I'll swap with you. It's too late. This is gone. I drank the whole thing anyway. Oh. Chugged it. I hate this. I hate this. Oh, into that empty seat, to the right of that empty seat, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking fantastic today. Excellent. Yes, I know. Yep. <laughs> it's a slimming. Black is slimming. <laughs> I am in a black t-shirt, <laughs> as I'm always in black Both of you guys. And look, you guys are both very looking very slim. Yeah. Okay, just in case he gets stolen away from us here, because uh, he's being so kind on his lunch break to join us today. Um, Evan, why don't you backpedal for us first? Oh, trust me, this is a much more fun lunch break than what I would usually do during this time period. <laughs> so, if you hear clickety-clackety, that's just me typing on the computer right now. But... Uh, I had a fun, I, I was in Seattle this last weekend, actually, uh, for my very first Seattle Seahawks football game, Oh yeah, that's fun. which they lost. So now I'm not allowed to go back to a game again because <laughs> I was clearly, clearly the reason that they lost that game. So they're having a great season so far. So you're the lucky um, number 13. <laughs> They've got right. the 12th exactly. man. The lucky exactly. number. Th- yeah. Yeah. Better, but no, I, I should have known better being a Bengals fan than going to any other sporting team event. Cause they're going to lose guaranteed. So um outside of that ran in madison park area which is a beautiful area of seattle um i got sick this weekend too and found out that riding your bike hard helps that make you know at least clear out the lungs a little bit and outside of that that was basically it it was a very light training last couple days just trying to get rid of this chest cold so 
That's why I sound so sniffly and, and grainy right now, I'm sure. That's not the connection. That's my actual voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, outside of that, though, that's about as – God, that's like all I got out of my back pedal. It's a boring back pedal out of right. me. That's all good, yeah. though. Lance, why don't, no, you, why don't you back pedal for us, Lance? Do you, want me to, do you want me to fill in some color for Evan? <laughs> Please yeah. do. Please do. So first things first with my back pedal um, – after all the stinking triathlon talk over the last couple of weeks, uh, my good friend uh, Ryan Lee, listener to the uh, podcast, and he's been on the Listler Hot Lap with us, he sent me a, a top 10 list for me to share. The top 10 reasons I'm glad Lance is no longer a try guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to be a triathlete in a former life, and I got smart and gave up that crap. And now, good job. <laughs> and now I'm just a cyclist. <laughs> So here's Ryan's top 10 reasons why Lance is no longer his his favorite reasons why he's glad Lance is no longer a try guy. Number 10. Before the Dialed Cycling podcast, Lance had stopped referring to food and water as nutrition and hydration. <laughs> <laughs> Number 9. He stopped bringing energy gels to movies that play longer than 2 hours. <laughs> oh my god. Number 8. Lance and his cycling shoes generally smell much better. Number That's <laughs> Number seven, he looks better in a sequin prom dress than he does in a Speedo. <laughs> Number six, he semi-retired the Speedo. I still, still wear it occasionally. Never mind. Number five, <laughs> he no longer mistakes my silence as interest in his training regime. <laughs> oh, that good. may be my favorite one. That's that good. may be my favorite one. <laughs> Number four, his watch does less things. The less things his watch does, the more time we're willing to spend with him. <laughs> Number it's three. Direct correlation there. Lance now sends emails and text messages instead of race reports. <laughs> race reports. <laughs> Number two, Lance no longer talks about triathlon. And number one, Lance no longer talks about triathlon. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was surprised it wasn't like the top five, all of them. <laughs> Wasn't there some like old meme or joke or something like that where it's like, you know, uh, how do you tell, you know, between the three people, like, which one's the triathlete? Like, don't worry, they've already they'll, told they've you. Already told they'll you. tell you, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what it, for, was it was. It might have been used on same something thing else. thing for vegans. Vegans? Yeah. And crossfitters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crossfitters. <laughs> crossfitters. And you know, somebody does CrossFit, they'll tell you. Yeah. They already told yeah. you. They already told you. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, other than that, I did spend the week in Orlando, Florida. Booyah. Booyah. I actually, I actually had a great time. You snuggled up in that warm, wet blanket oh of, of Orlando humidity. It, okay. It's, we're, we're actually recording this on a Tuesday. We normally record it on a Monday, but, um. Oh, you're going to spill the beans on that, yeah, man. Come on. That was, <laughs> they would have never known. They would have never known. So. They would have never known. We would have been able to just skate by. <laughs> but, uh, we, uh. It was like 85, 90 degrees every day in Orlando, and I, I took my bike thinking I might ride once or twice, and I actually rode it five times. Good for you, Lance. That's good. I yeah. rode quite a few times. But Did you run over any alligators? Uh, you know, I've never seen an alligator in the wild in Florida. <laughs> quite scary. They're, when you're on like a running path and you see one, you're thing. like, oh, damn, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to lose a toe. I, I will say, I mean, I put in like 160 miles while I was there, okay. which... which um, That's good. 
I, and I think I I think I gained almost 900 feet of elevation in those 160 <laughs> wow. miles. Wow! You had to get, no, you, were, you were looking for it to find. You had to look to find that 900 feet. The hill repeats on there's this overpass, no right? Hills anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's all overpasses. The other issue: there's no bike lanes. There's no. And they hate you. Oh my gosh! I felt I had to ride aggressively because I didn't I didn't want to get killed. And so I had a flashing light on the front. I normally don't always ride with the flashing yeah. light on the front, but I had a flashing light on the front and my rear radar with the flashing light on the back. We need to get cameras. And I'm riding. If it was flat, I was going like 25, 26 miles an hour right. and trying to stay in traffic. Right. I was trying to stay with them, not going too slowly. So, because it was just kind of. Not scary. safe. Not yeah. safe, didn't, man. Didn't feel Biking safe. in the south is, yeah. I did take a couple of KOMs while I was over there, okay, which good. also made me feel yeah, a little better. Well, but, the, <laughs> the problem, Lance, is that in the south, especially in Florida, you're in the retirement area, and if you're interrupting any tea time stuff, I don't blame them for just blowing by you <laughs> and yelling right. terrible things at you, right? Dinner is at 4.30, Lance. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're going to be five minutes not early to our reservation at, at the Cracker Barrel. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's true. I never got yelled at by anybody, which was good. That's good. Um, well, they're not. Uh, they don't see you because they're blind. <laughs> they they're driving. That's how little they yeah. care right. about you. <laughs> the, my two hardest days, though, were not on the bike. We, um, I went down there because my two daughters are working at Disney World. Um, mm-hmm. One is working in food and beverage at a resort, and the other one is in entertainment. She is. I'm not supposed to tell you that she's a character, but that she's very good friends with Chip and Dale. Oh. <laughs> That's 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 lining that's that's going along with the Disney line there. That's uh-huh. she's good friends with Chip and Dale, okay. but she works in entertainment. Gotcha. You get it? All right. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That went over my head. <laughs> Trying to think who hangs out with Chip and Dale. We're not Disney people. We're not Disney people. She is she she is Chip or yes. Dale. She's yeah. one or the she's other. She's one or the other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Matter. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not supposed to tell you that because it ruins the Disney magic. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So she's not. <laughs> That's actually the beast, pretty is what cool. You're saying. <laughs> w- and does she? She probably has to rotate around to a whole bunch of different she, locations. Yeah, she she does different shifts in all the different parks and different times, and yeah, she is having a blast. They both are having a blast. They're loving it down there. Nice. So. And how do you tell between Chip and Dale? There's a there's a trick to it, and I can't remember. I, I have. No I learned idea. it like well, probably Chip like has a chip in his tooth or something. Or something. But I can't <laughs> is remember. Is one a squirrel and one a chipmunk? No, maybe? no. Or they both they're, they're the same. Maybe one has a spot or something. There's some there's, there's some trick something. to keeping a track. I I wish I knew this. People are gonna send us hate mail. <laughs> they are. <Disney laughs> maybe the mail. tail. Not because maybe of our topic today, Not because but because <laughs> because we don't know the difference between Chip and Dale. Yeah. <laughs> Feel like I need to so this. we we had a great time. That's when we went down there to hang out with them, and they get a few like uh, family passes for us to be able to get in the parks. And so uh, we spent a couple days in the parks. It was also uh, is also my son's twenty fourth birthday, and so he flew out with us, and uh, and we spent his birthday together uh, cruising around the parks, which was kind of nice. But the days we went in the parks. I mean, I walked like 15 miles those days. I was exhausted those days. It was yeah. My legs hurt. My back hurt just from walking around. But we only did that like two, you know, solid 
20 hour days or something ridiculous. Hey, hey Lance, Lance, please. Chip has a small black nose, resembling <laughs> a dark chocolate chip, yeah. and uh, okay. two center protruding teeth, whereas uh. Dale has a large, dark red nose and a prominent gap. Ah, uh, okay. Well, Kelty is friends with those two oh, okay. and hangs out with them very closely. Gotcha. <laughs> you blew it, man. It's Disney. <laughs> I still don't know which one she is. <laughs> she, she could I'm be still either. confused. Yeah. Okay. So she, we had a good time. And then on the other days off, I was just able to get out on my bike and ride a little bit. I'm just trying to keep fit for – There's, I still got races to do. Cyclocross. Yep. I, did, I didn't race this week. What? I don't have a race Who report. are you? Who is this person <laughs> sitting across from me? So they had a very good race out at um, a cyclocross race, and I just I, I wasn't there this time. So how much pacing was done at the airport yesterday? Because you were not at Heron Lakes doing the cross crusade race. Uh, I well, I didn't fly in until Monday. I flew in Monday afternoon. Oh wait, today's Tuesday. Yeah, so on Sunday yeah. when you, <laughs> so on <laughs> Sunday, my days are so off too. I've been out of town, and it just screwed me up. Something terrible. But on Sunday at Disney World, how I, much pacing were you I, just like? I was I was I just tried to ignore it. I you know, so here's the thing. I knew I was like in the top 16 in my in my division and yeah. I wanted to see how many spots I lost by right. missing the race and I, I lost like seven spots. I can just envision yeah. Lance being like Rain Man from like, the movie. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm hitting refresh like every 20 minutes yeah. to see if the results Cross are Crusade up yet. 3. Cross Crusade 3 must be there at 3. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a call up. That's right. <laughs> oh. So I didn't race. It's all good. Right on. Matt, do you have a backpedal for us? Not much. Not much. Uh, I think I've swam something ridiculous like nine out of the last 10 days or something oh, like that. for you. Wow. I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm swimming pretty well. I swam, I can't remember, 109 off the blocks or something like that, like even faster than I swam when I mentioned it last week or whatever. Oh, wow. So I'm swimming well. Good God, Matt. I know, right? That's What's moving. I know. Um, so I guess I need to find a swim race or something. Uh, yeah. I biked. You know what I did? I, you know, bringing it back to biking, I hopped on Zwift and we had like this family Zwift session, which was hilarious. <laughs> uh, my wife has got her bike set up next to mine now, which is really cool. And then my um, my oldest kid was like trying to get on my wife's bike and we were trying to, you know, move things around to see if we can make it work. So he was biking a little bit and it was cool. And we were all just kind of like watching The Office. I don't know why my family is like into the office right now, but my oldest kid is starting to get the humor, even though it's definitely not quite appropriate for, you know, like a nine, 10 year old or whatever. So he's nine, but it's just one of those things where, oh man, it's fun to have a kid that you can kind of do some of this stuff with yeah, bike yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, cross country season, of course, is keeping the rest of my time busy. So that is good. Getting into uh Postseason, postseason stuff yes. now, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are basically our team is 123. We yep. dropped down to, um, I would say, somewhere around 18 athletes. So oh, wow. we lost, we lost over 100 athletes. Uh, yeah. So o- yes, only yesterday the qualifiers basically. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's because team. they're mostly junior varsity, right? Um, fresh. Most of the team, right? Well, so vars, so varsity for any team is seven people, and then we actually take two alternates, so oh. that's nine, and then we have a guys team and a girls team. So, so 18. 18. Awesome. There it is. Yep. Hey, Evan, somebody's calling you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> Jake, backpedal. Guess what, guys? I rode outside last week. You rode your yeah. bike. Yeah. Wait, Jake, you outrode me last week. I sure did. You did. That's the first time in like a year and a half that <laughs> I've outridden Lance. <laughs> um, I actually put in 
270.8 miles last week oh my on goodness. the bike. And granted, there were still 46 of those were done on Zwift, and that was uh, one of those was the team Zwift ride, which was cool. I love those; those are a, a good time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was it was good stuff. Um, got to go down to Southern California. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Got to go down to Southern California and ride in the MS Bay to Bay um, 150. So it was a 150 mile ride from starting in Irvine, California, over to the Newport coast, and then all the way down into like the Carlsbad Encinitas area, and then back up into the, um, oh gosh, what is it like that? San Marcos Escondido area, and then back over Rancho to the coast. Santa Fe. Rancho Santa Fe was uh, a, yeah. touched on that as a little bit. Some of the riding routes that we did when we were down for our yeah. team camp. I've got to go ride on those as well. Nice. So that was kind of nice to get back down there. And how many times have you done this? I'm not asking you how many times in a row you've done this. How many times have you done this? That was my ninth time. It would have been my 10th consecutive year had I not um, had to sit out last year. Yeah. It's how many, how many people do it? Is it like a couple thousand? It's a couple thousand. Yeah. It's a pretty well attended ride. Um, The big driving premise behind that is to raise a bunch of money for the National MS Society to help provide services for those that have MS and to help um, research cures to help find different um, medications to help these folks out as well. And they have done a phenomenal job working with MS and they're making all kinds of uh, strides and, and coming out with new kinds of uh, medications and whatnot that are really helping these people have a better quality of life. Um, they haven't cured it per se, but it's definitely something that they're going in the right direction. And to do that kind of stuff, you need to raise money. And um, a big part of the, what I like about it though, is it's not all just going to research. It's actually going to help people as well, making sure that they get the, the therapy that they need, or maybe getting the drugs that they need or the support or what have you. So that's, what's nice about this. That event that I did, just that event alone, um, raises usually close to $3 million, which oh, is pretty wow. good. So they'll, wow. they'll continue wow. to fundraise throughout the rest of this year. But at the start of the event, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we had reached uh, $2.1 million by these couple, couple thousand people. And there's some big heavy hitters that get behind this, I'm, like Disney. I mean, they bring out a, a big team of people, and it's kind of funny to see them all, you know, because a lot of them don't look like your traditional cyclists, but they're going out and they're doing this right. big ride, and yeah. it's awesome. And they're wearing, like, you know, sometimes, like, little outfits and uniforms and whatnot. And um, you've got some other bigger companies, uh, like Westcom Credit Unions, one that goes out there that I can think of. Uh, Deloitte's another one. I mean, there's some big companies, and they've got just individuals on their teams, that are raising over $50,000, just a single person. And then the team collectively, I think the one team, Westcom had re-raised just their team alone over $250,000. Oh my goodness. So it's 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 a cool thing, but it's such a great event. Um, the people are cool, it's for a good cause. There's rest stops every 10 to 15 miles. So it's a great event for people to go to if they are um, you know, kind of wanting to tiptoe into doing cycling events. And then they've got like a 25, a 50, a 75 and a hundred mile option for the first day. And the second day they've got a 40 and a 50 mile option. I think <laughs> there's still, there's still some speculation as to whether or not they actually, actually have that, but um, I'll get into that in a minute, but yeah, it's, it's a great event. So I went down there on a Thursday and got a ride in on Thursday. I got a ride on Friday, did the event on Saturday. So um, did 106 miles on, um, on Saturday and I, I told That's myself a long day, man, because you've yeah. been doing indoor trainer stuff, but nothing along the five hour range, right? No, I mean, we've done a few like 50, 60 mile rides. Yeah. You've so, done... you know, getting like two and a half, three, three and a half hours, depending upon. So it's know, a step up. It's a step up. Yeah. But um, going out there, I told myself, I'm just going to go out there and enjoy, enjoy yeah. the ride. I'm not going to try and push the pace like I've always done before in the past. It's like 
before in the past, I would show up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to time trial this thing. I don't care who's with me or whatever. I'm going to go try and finish this as fast as I can. Hopefully people show up and want to go do that with me. And, um, inevitably I always would always stop and wait for people. (laughs) So I didn't really get to do it. So when I went down there, I was the only one that that I knew that was really doing that route on that day. And I'm like, I'm just going to go out there and enjoy it and how, whatever happens happens. So I got on the bike and, and started and, um, felt really good like really good. So I just kind of kept going and I skipped over almost all of the rest stops. There's, I don't know, the, the first big halfway rest stop, I rolled up and they weren't even ready for me. And the, <laughs> the next closest person was like 10 minutes behind me. So did you bring food on like on your body? Like, yeah. I just had some scratch chews and a, like big. a bar, but okay. yeah. And I was going to roll in there and usually they've got like, um, really cool sponsors. There's a company called the habit, which is a big hamburger shop down there in Southern California. They've got a couple big giant food trucks with all kinds of good food. I was going to get something to eat there. They weren't even ready for riders yet. Cause I, I guess I got there too soon. (laughs) Um, so I just grabbed a quick bite to eat, got back on the bike and started rolling out again. And, and, um, I ended up just really stopping to fill up bottles and just didn't really stop hardly at all throughout the whole day. Yeah. I think I stopped for, maybe a total of 10 minutes on the whole century. And I ended up finishing with a pretty decent pace. I mean, it, I, I rode to the start at the beginning of the, the ride. So it was a 106 miles in, in you know, point something. And I think I finished it in about five and a half hours, which is, which is pretty good. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, you, and your wow. wife came with you on this trip. She did. Yeah. She, um, loves coming down. It's just kind of like yeah. a, oh, yeah. a, a getaway yeah, trip for us. And got to spend some time with friends and she would go do runs and then um would oh, cool. go meet me at the different locations not the the stop points but like the finish line and, and, and then grandparents took care of the kids or yeah yeah okay, cool and lost stayed here with the kids so that was kind of a, a nice weekend for the two of us that is awesome so day one was a, a big success felt really well you want to know something funny i i think i set a record for my adult life um i don't remember the last time i do did this and it had to have been when i was a kid on Saturday night, well, the night before, I didn't get very good sleep. I don't know what it was. There was, you know, it was funny because, like, you're supposed to go do your packet pickup. I'm so used to just pinning on a number and registering online. I went to go, like, set my stuff out because I'm getting ready for the next morning. I'm like, oh, crap. I totally did not go pick up my packet. <laughs> forgot to go pick I up did. I don't packet. have my number. I don't have my wristband so that I can. I'm like, oh, I guess at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter all that much. Um, and... Uh, I just was kind of stressed out about that. So I only got like four and a half or five hours of sleep the night before. <laughs> so I was a little zonked and I, I had done rides the days leading up to that. And that's another thing. I'm going out doing these like kind of quasi recovery rides, getting prepped and ready to go. I come back and look, I'm like, I got a decent amount of climbing. I still averaged over 20 miles an hour for these rides. I'm like, that's just not right. Recovery. So, um, anyhow, the, uh, um, yeah, I got up, did the ride, and I was just exhausted when I was done. We went out to dinner, came back, and we're waiting for the, the sun to go down so that we can go out and sit in the, the spa and just kind of relax. And we're sitting there watching TV, getting ready for the sun to go down. And next thing you know, it's like 6.30, 6.45, and I was not enough falling asleep. Got, I woke up at like 7.15. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And she's starting to fall asleep as well. I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed. I slept for over 10 hours that night. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow. I've, I have... I, I have no idea how that happened. I was tired, yeah, but I haven't done that in my adult life. I don't think I've slept more than like maybe <laughs> eight and a half or nine hours since I was like a teenager, so wow. it was kind of fun. And then day two, I'll kind of wrap this up because we're talking about just an event here. It's not a big deal. Um, it was supposed to be a 50-mile ride to wrap out the 150, right, the MS-150. I get all the way down into Mission Bay where they basically channel you in to go to the finish line, and I look down, I'm like, 
what the heck? It's only 40 miles. I'm like, why, why is, where's the other 10 miles? And nobody had an answer. I'm like, all right. So I called my wife, Mike, I'm here really early. It's only 40 miles. And she's like, well, I haven't even left yet. I'm still loading up the car. I'm at least a good half an hour, 40 minutes away. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go ride around Mission Bay. So I just started making my way around Mission (laughs) Bay. It's like an extra 10 miles. Went out, did that and finished up. And and it was, you know, just over 50 miles and called her and she's like, I'm stuck in traffic. I'm like, Good, because it's a beautiful day. I'm going to go do another lap around <laughs> another Mission lap. Bay. So I ended up getting a little over 60 miles that day, which was uh, a beautiful thing because it was absolutely stunningly perfect weather. Bright blue skies, the absolute San Diego perfect temperature. I think it was like 74 degrees or something like that. And the oh, sun just wow. felt warm on yeah. you. And there was like a, a real mild breeze, but nothing ever to slow you down. And it was just uh, it was a great weekend. So I had a good time. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So, um, shoulders a little sore though. Oh, is that. It? Yeah. yeah, that wasn't that was the only downside of the whole weekend. But anyway, let us jump into our leadout news. Um, Lance, do you happen to have any of the Obra results up from the Cross Crusade Heron Lakes? Uh, you bet I do. Which what race was that? Number four or five? It's I'm... number four. It was race number four in the nine race gotcha. series. Uh, it was at uh, PIR at Heron Lakes, the Cross Crusade race. The Category 1-2 men's race was won by Josh Kelly. Uh, okay. S- second was Jacob Rathy, and third was Andrew Loeza. Josh Kelly, um, he has won the whole Cross Crusade series several times, and then he had like a terrible year oh, really? last okay. year. What happened? Um, he, he crashed, um, then he moved from Portland to Bend. He started a new job. He has little kids. Uh, his training suffered. Life happens. Life happens, and totally. he, he yeah. just had he, he he didn't finish off the season real good last year, and he has not started well this season right. either. Like the first Alpenrose day, he crashed hard and Ouch. didn't finish, and broke a shoe actually. And but um, he put it all together. He won by over a minute. So wow, good way to go, Josh. He's a good guy. He's a great photographer. I follow him on Instagram too. And he's, oh, okay, yeah, he's. The uh, the women's race one two was won by Ann Davis Usher and Janelle Bickford second and Holland Larue third. So those are the three pretty heavy hitters as well. Nice. So cool. Any uh, anything on your end of the spectrum there, Matt? Camps mm. cross country. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How are surviving. you guys looking going into the uh, the postseason? I think our guys team could be really good, you know, maybe one of the top three teams in the state if everyone's healthy and stuff like that. The girls team, I think, um, I don't think we'll be quite that level. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Cool. State. Yep. But we've got about three more weeks of cross country. Gotcha. Half, something like that. Gotcha. Lance, there was uh, some indoor track racing that went off this oh, year. Oh, yeah. There was there was a, an article that got started to circulate in all the big news feeds about a masters track cyclist who was is transgender and she broke a woman's world record and won the world championship for her age division, mm-hmm. uh, which I think was thirty five to thirty nine, and there's been some controversy with it because. Because she's transgender. She's transgender. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. So, so there are still people out there that probably don't even know what transgender is. Matt, do you have a definition by chance, or could you define what transgender is? So I would say that um, you know, 
we have like our genetic makeup and then we have, you know, the gender, you know, male or female that we associate ourselves or think of ourselves as. So a transgender person is just someone that, um, where those don't match. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the way I would probably define it. Uh, and so, you know, the, the way that we actually define the gender is kind of how you associate yourself, that being, you know, male or female or, but it could be, you know, um, non-binary or, or there's actually, I think a few more that people sometimes refer to. So yeah. Here, here's a definition denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender does not correspond with their birth sex. Okay. So that's basically what you said. So instead of this being laid out news, how about it be a topic? The topic for the day? We could really put our feet in our mouth with this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think it's definitely a tough topic to discuss because the three of us are not transgender. So that's, you know, one strike against us is we don't, we're not coming from an extremely knowledgeable background on the subject matter. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. So transgender racing though, I mean, for me, I mean, one of the first questions you have to ask is, how is this fair to a woman who was born a woman and identifies as a woman, yet now she's got to race against someone who identifies as a woman who was born with the XY chromosome yeah. uh, being a male so with that, all of the uh, physiological advantages of being a, a male in that's terms the of big, That's the big uproar with this uh, news article that uh, kind of circulated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about... Uh, um, Rachel McKinnon. Rachel McKinnon, a yes. lady who um, was born as a man, Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think she had surgery. No, she didn't have surgery. Well, we, I don't know. I mean, that's I probably really personal item that she sh- she probably has not discussed or no. Knows if she but has. she's um, she's she's thirty seven year old, and she was racing in the women's thirty five to thirty nine age category in the two hundred meter sprint. Mm-hmm. This is a track event. And she broke a world record and for that age and won the yep. world championships. Yeah. And so there was this bit of uproar that why was she allowed to compete as a woman? And is that right for her to be able to compete as a woman? And it's I'm trying to pick my words very carefully here because I don't want to offend a lot of people. Well, I think, you know, Jake's Jake's question is like how do you protect women's racing? Um, does it need to be protected at all? Because this is, you know, we all consider her a woman racing in a woman's race. So is does she have an advantage? You know, these are, the I think, the questions that you, you know, that make for an interesting discussion on a podcast or ideally, you know, having that discussion with, you know, uh, a transgender athlete, you know, would be even more ideal. Um, you know, asking, you know, how do you, how do you make it fair? How do you make competition fair? Um, you know, is, is testosterone, you know, the natural hormone that males tend to have more than females? Um, is that the differentiator? Uh, is it chromosomal like differences that makes the difference? Like, how do we, you know, draw the line in which categories we put people in? You know, the the Olympic Committee has specific has specific numbers that they want be people to be able well, it's to. Like five. I don't know for well, testosterone. I for think. testosterone, so well, yeah, the average adult female their testosterone ranges from 0.5 to two point eight nanomilliliters right and and 
transgender athletes were were supposed to bring their levels below five below 10 oh below 10 yes I thought it was below five okay and i think and all it had of, to be below 10 for a year before they could compete right. and i thought it was two years because i read but but here's the thing i think all of this stuff is still being flushed out yeah. as far as like how do we have the rules should there be a limit to these numbers at all and i think that's what on, on the track side of things um, there was a there or there is an um, a female athlete, Caster Semenya, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Caster Semenya, and two-time Olympic champion, gold medalist, gold medalist in the, in the, in the women's eight hundred. Yep. women's eight hundred. And so, again, she I think got in a situation where um, she, to abide by the rules, she was taking testosterone suppressant to to get below the minimum threshold and things like that and i think that she fought that ruling and she won last i checked but then they've also i think as of may 2019 they've issued some new ruling um and i i'm trying to remember how those rules stand and it's something along the lines of like if your testosterone levels are above a certain amount then you can't run certain races and those races were the 400 400 hurdle 800, which is her event, uh, and even the 1500. And so then there was talk about her racing a different event, like something like the 3000 or the 5000 meter run. And so they were saying, you know, that having extra testosterone really benefits you in some of those shorter distance races. Um, but when you get into longer races, it's not much as, not as, as much, much of a benefit, of a but it does look like it's kind of targeting her particular situation. Um, I think that might go back to the fact that in 2016, in the Rio Olympics, the top three female finishers in the 800 were Catheter and then two other athletes, Francine and Marguerite, and they were both, they were all three of those athletes. All three medalists were um, athletes that have uh, XY chromosomes. Which um, is the male chromosome. Which is the male chromosome, yeah. And, um, but were born, um, most likely, we think, is that their, their situation was, um, you know, born and established as females, raised female, have always lived as females, and, and really shouldn't be thought of any other way. So, hmm. I, but it is tough because then, you know, what, you know, how does that fourth place or fifth place or whoever it was, uh, female athlete in the 800, how does she feel about that particular situation right. where um, maybe if, you know, genetics were slightly different or, or if the rules were different and we were, you know, basing the categories based on, you know, the chromosome level, then she would be a medalist or a gold medalist at right. that matter. So I think like Kate Wise, or is it Kate Wise? Kate Grace is one of the U.S. runners that was very high up. Um, I, I would love to have someone like that on the podcast as well that could kind of say like, okay, well, here's, here's how it feels from my perspective. I, it just... It just doesn't seem right to me that that a, a person born as a man and that went through male puberty. And this is more of the track cyclist situation. Yeah. Because I would argue that Cassiter really was established as female right from birth. Right from the beginning. It's yeah. a little bit different than the track cyclist issue. Situation. Like the track cyclist, she was born as a man. She went mm -hmm. through male puberty. She had the benefit of all those years of extra testosterone. She had the benefit of the muscle growth that comes through male puberty. And then she switches to become a woman and competes as a woman. And that that seems like a, it almost seems like doping. It, 
Well, in in some ways, if I were to take extra testosterone, it is similar in some ways, right? Where it's like if I took testosterone for a long period of time and then stopped, right? You know, I would have some benefits to that. It, it would seem like the fair thing for her to do was just, even if she was transgender, to compete in the men's field instead of the women's field. Let's argue, and in, in the other argument would be like, she is female. We all consider her female. She should be allowed to race. She, you know, she definitely, I don't know. It's just, I just feel like. Here's her quote. Her quote was. It's um, a human right to be able to compete. And all my medical records say female. My doctors treat me as a female person. My racing license is female. Mm-hmm. But people who oppose my existence still want to think of me as male. She's got a point there. I, yeah, I, I really feel for her because I just think the situation is difficult because a lot of people, um, yes, there's probably some like homophobic, well, I think that's some transgender phobic, yeah. uh, people out there that are probably stupid and, and just kind of like, but I also think that there's other people out there that are seriously concerned about female athletics and are concerned that, you know, you know, if we, you know, um, let people that are male in, in female races, then that messes up the sport. There's a difference between tolerance and fairness or tolerance and sport, you know? I, I and, and then I think it's very tricky, too, to, as to where we draw the line. Um, you know, do you just say this chromosome is this and this is that and, and we have separate categories that way? Or... Um, you know, or are there other things? There's there's definitely lots of different issues, both chromosomally and with um, with different hormones yeah. and things like that. So I, I think it's a very trippy, very tricky subject for sure. Jake, what do you think? It's tough. It's really tough. I mean, it's I almost have two opinions. I mean, I have my opinion that that kind of goes along with like my societal beliefs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I great. That, that's awesome if that's going to help you feel more comfortable and, and right you're, that's how you are in your skin and that's what you identify with and you you're a happy person that's great you know don't be an a-hole to people because then i'll have a problem right. with you but i really right. other than that i don't right. care when we t- start talking about competition there's an inherent advantage and is it, it it's not in, in my opinion, and right. I could probably get chastised for this. I don't know if it's necessarily fair for the other women in the sport, and it's not good for the sport on the whole. It's not going to like have women coming out and saying, "I want to go give racing a chance," and I got to go race against somebody who was born with an XY chromosome that has the the physiological advantages of being a male, right. and I have no chance because this person is now going to come race in my field. That's just it, to me, it's not necessarily good for the the spirit of the competition of the sport here's here's where i have a problem with this what's rachel supposed to do she she should not be required to go race the guys like and i know that that's like the easy like oh just make her race with the guys like no she i I mean she's taking testosterone suppressant like there's just no that's just not fair she is female yeah she should be able to race with the females and don't tell me like she shouldn't be able to race like we all believe in racing so much so like it's a it's yeah we think of it as like super super important we think it's a human right we think it's it's so important that we wish more people were racing all of us believe that and so i just think it's a super tricky situation I want to see her race. So is there a point where you have to decide between your your personal lifestyle and beliefs and sport? 
If you think it's a, ch- I, you know, again, it's not a choice. choice. It's not a choice, yeah, though, that's poor, right? That's a poor choice of words. No, I, I don't think you really, I don't know if you actually said choice, yeah. but like, you know, it's it's not her choice that that she is female. So but life, she should be able to raise female. Life is not black and white. It's not right. that simple. And right. you, I have to look at it from a perspective of, all right, is it better to be unfair to one person or to be unfair to you know, tens, if not hundreds of others that are going to be competitively like at a disadvantage. So you agree that this is unfair for her for both. Yeah. It's, it's super unfortunate and it's just like, Oh gosh, which, which is the lesser of two evils? Not that it's an evil that that maybe that's poor choice, but there are lots of bad things going. Like if you, if you talk to, if you talk to Rachel about the, this particular issue, she was on a podcast, she was on like a Strava podcast. She'll mention like, she's getting death threats. She's See, getting. That's not right. Yeah, that's she's not getting right. all kinds of things. Intolerant she, and you're ignorant like that. Then yeah, be gone with you. She you, she's had to like. Um, uh, I think the person that she lives with, the the house has to be under their name instead of her name because she otherwise it's public records and like people know where she lives. Yeah. And all this stuff that she's had to change because of this issue. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. So so, so we all absolutely like our heart goes out to her for sure. Let's. Look at we, we have an example right here in the Portland area of an athlete, uh, Molly Cameron, and mm-hmm. you've made me hurt, talk about her um, in the past. She is one of the premier cyclocross racers in the United States. She grew up in California, moved to Portland about ten years ago, um, but born a man, mm-hmm. and um, she identifies as a woman, and she's very involved in the. Uh, Obra cycling and the racing, and she actually runs, yeah, yeah. It runs a women's team. Actually, she'd be a great guest. She to have would be on that an podcast. amazing guest. We could yeah. get her on here. Um, I've done a bunch of stuff with her because she's always like, I buy some stuff <laughs> from her. I bought tires from her and yeah. wheels, and yeah, anyway. But she's this. She's almost world class cyclocross racer. How would she do if she raced females? Uh, she would crush them. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. She would win the races by minutes, like on the outside of Obra as she moves into. Yes, a, yeah. But she doesn't. Right. She races the men's field. Yeah. And and she she has, I, when she first started to identify as a woman, um, she she her race license says female. You know, all, all her stuff says female, but she still raced the men's field because. She just felt like that was the right thing to do, and she won a lot of those. Well, and and we have non-transgender women that have been allowed to race in the men's race as well. Yes, which is awesome. Yes, and I think that's great. Like more competition. I honestly think like some of my, so I coach cross country. If you guys probably you know have heard me talk about it a thousand times, but if you have a female that's super fast and they're just going to dominate these races, I really wish that they it was it was easier to just put them in the guys race. Yeah, right. And and I think a lot of it's like oh you're going to hurt some guys' feelings because they're going to get beat by whoever. But like come who on, who freaking who? Yeah, get over it. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that girl needs people to race with. Yes, because otherwise you you know she waits until the very end of the year where she gets to race nationals. Yeah. Right. So to actually finally have some competition. Right. Yeah. yeah so, I, I mean, I think Molly Cameron just sent a wonderful example, but she's kind of a special athlete too. She was really talented and, yeah. And really talented <coughs> for a man. Anyone. Yeah. For okay. anyone. Right. But she identifies as a woman. And so, 
let's let's talk about like the ego of this here and just out of curiosity yeah. for rachel who was yeah. born a man she, she identifies as a female but you know physiologically is a man it, i don't she hasn't done anything to, surgically surgically so yeah. i mean still i mean if 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 someone were to get like blood samples or whatever they would need to do like you know genetic testing and yep. it was she's going to come back as a male correct yeah i mean so i think anytime that that you would want to test someone if you if you're just looking at someone's blood yeah right um then i think probably the chromosomal you know situation okay. where she had, she would have xy yeah okay so despite the fact that she's a female she's still a male in the eyes of science if you will um i, I don't know if there's a better way to state this and if i'm saying it incorrectly i apologize why is it that she just can't go race against the male? Does she need to have her ego stroked so that she can go out there and beat up on women? Um, Why can't she just go race with the guys? If she's competitive and she just wants to, you know, spark those competitive juices and get those flowing and go out there and have fun racing bicycles, why can't she just race against the men? Because she's not a man. I think that she, she is a competitor. She wants to compete at the highest level. She works very hard at her sport. Okay. She, she has worked hard to beat the other women, and she is a woman. There, but, there's well, some no, ego there. There's got to be some ego there for it, too. That's well, what there's I'm ego about. in all racing. Yes, I, I agree. But look at, look at the 800-meter runner, Caster Semenya. I yeah. mean, her, her PR in the 800 is like 155. Right. 155 is like a decent high school boys time right yet she has two olympic gold medals right because she competed as a woman but if she had gone to compete with the men she wouldn't have even made the olympic qualifying standard correct so is that ego or is that because she's I think, a woman i think because i mean i think in her situation She's always been female. Why would she race male? Make it would make no sense. It'd be like, Lance, you've always been male. Let's put you in some other category. Yeah, until like you, you show up, up at the start line with broad shoulders and an Adam's apple, and and well, what has she ever known differently than than yeah. than she is female and she should race female? What if Lance decided in college that he wanted to be female as a decathlete? Instead of just being like a, a serviceable NCAA, you know, decathlete, all of a sudden he's probably going I, to the Olympics. I would have gone to the Olympics. Yeah, and yeah. He probably would have done pretty stinking well. I, I, I probably could have. He'd be made a lot more interesting, 10. you know, as a person. <laughs> yeah, because my life is boring. It's so boring at this point. Lance Sally Pants. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know, I think if that's how you felt about yourself, as you, that you know that you were female, and that you, you know had always had societal pressure to be male and you really knew in your heart that you were female, then maybe that's the situation. Maybe it should have been the case that you should have raced as female for decathlon or um, whatever collegiate sports stuff that you had maybe gotten interested in. I don't know if you would have done decathlon or not, but uh, well, I, it's only, it's a heptathlon. It's only right. seven events in there. Then you would have been, you would have been out of luck. Easier events. I should be very careful <laughs> what I say here. <laughs> No, it's only an 800 instead of a 15. Right. I guess. So for no pole vault. for Rachel, the pole vault was one of your things, man. <laughs> does she take the hormone suppressants so I she can qualify to race bicycles or does she do it for more of the, that's how she identifies and she wants to be more feminine. I'm guessing that both, 
right? Because one, you know, those suppressants are, are going to make her identify more and like to her true Feel, self. Yeah, exactly. Right? Makes sense. And then in addition to that, like, um, they're, I don't know exactly what the rules are, but they're probably bringing her testosterone levels more in line with, um, what they're supposed to be to race against females. Gotcha. I understand that this makes for a good conversation, but what's going to push her agenda further down the road, her coming in and doing what she's doing right now and creating controversy and almost creating, I don't want to say a divide, but she's there. The people are like, they're having a hard time wrapping their heads around this and, and saying what is right and what is fair for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. So what's going to push her agenda further down the road, doing what she's doing now, or strat or just pinning on the number and racing with the guys and trying to say, Hey, here I am as a, um, a transgender woman and I'm racing against the guys kind of taking the Molly Cameron approach okay, yeah. and, and saying, this is what I can do. But Molly Cameron won the guys races. She wouldn't have probably even made it to the world championships on in track cycling in track cycling. So and she, I believe she was racing crits and whatnot as well correct she did raise crits that's right yeah, yeah and this was point. a few years ago might have been even before she transitioned yeah i'm not sure i have to look at that but um i think that i understand your point of you know would it push the issue or you know her agenda as the way you described it um further for her to race in a different category i i still think that she's bringing a lot of uh, light to the sport yep. in these particular issues by doing exactly what she's doing. Yeah. You're right. And, you know, people aren't, I mean, this is unfortunate, but people aren't talking about Molly Cameron nope. as much. We we are because, I, I mean, I feel like we know her. Yes. But she's in our community. Yeah. She's in yep. our community. But it's not making the front page of cycling news. It's no. true. And, it's and true. this is her, you know, we're talking about um, Rachel McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon is making the front page of. of Here's what her competitor said. It was an unfair race, and I accepted that when I pinned on the number, yeah. and I tried to do my best to overcome the unfairness. This woman took bronze. If we continue to let this happen, there will be men's sports and co-ed sports, but there won't be any women's sports. That's a pretty I hard under, I understand where they're coming from. I really do. I understand. And, and I think um, what Rachel McKinnon might say is, you know, that they're transgender phobic that they, you know, and th that I don't believe is the situation. I think that they truly feel like the situation is unfair for them to be racing in the same race as you. So I wouldn't necessarily say that they're scared of transgender people just because they don't want to race in the same race with you. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily the right situation, you know, the right wording for the, the situation that those women are in. Um, I do think that it's a, it's a hard spot right now and I don't think we have the answers. So I do, you know, for this podcast, I would love to see someone come on and talk to us and, you know, explain it to us oh, because yeah. we're pretty uneducated on the issue. Yeah. There's so much more to dive into and, and just to understand and wrap our heads around. I mean, I'm trying myself on a daily basis almost, you know, because we have people on our team. Right. That, that are not necessarily transgender, but, you know, I identify di differently. And, and you, you're trying to be sensitive to that, but it's not really trying to be sensitive. It's just trying to be educated. Yeah. And, and that's something that I don't think that was the norm from when I was growing up and where I was raised. And it's not like, you know, I was told like, oh, they're bad people. No, it's not that. It was just, I, it wasn't as prevalent. It wasn't as, as main place as it is. And I know that we kind of live in an area now here in the Portland area where it's a little bit more commonplace. And so you do want to understand 
where people are coming from. And I think for me, just to talk to those people and, um, you know, become better friends with them and, and better understand where they're coming from is going to be big for me. And I think sharing that with the people that like to listen to this podcast, I think that they might enjoy that as well. Yeah. That's just my two cents. Um, let me ask you another question on this front, though. If you kind of take away like the societal stigma or the societal agendas that are being pushed to, to try and further like the, the transgender um, agendas and whatnot, I don't even know if that's saying that the right way. I don't know if they necessarily have an agenda, but you know, I just know that they want to be treated equally and fair. But if you take that away from the conversation that we're having here and look at it from a, a standpoint of just like, let's look at things on a physiological level. Let's say that you're out racing, Lance, and all of a sudden there's a guy that comes onto the scene who you used to hand his, you know, you hand him his backside whenever you raced against him, and all of a sudden, let's call that guy Matt. Matt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, Matt Matt discovers that uh, Matt's not quite the man that he used to be, and he, Matt go gets the goes and gets that that therapeutic exemption um, and get starts getting shot in the tush, shot in the tush to get his testosterone up where he feels it it should be, where like his normal ranges are supposed to be at and all of a sudden yeah. you can't touch matt anymore matt's putting it to you in every race in every which way shape and form that'd be, that'd be great lance <laughs> how how do you how do you feel about that we're not talking yes. we're, we're not talking about transgender stuff we're just talking about a physiological advantage yeah no, how do you how do you feel about that and I, then all of a sudden somebody else sees matt like doing what he's doing and oh you know what i'm gonna go talk to my doctor too and all of a sudden you're going from finishing on the podium to now you're maybe like in 10th or 12th place i i if 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 I was doing it like I'm doing it now, completely cleanly, yeah. I'd be pissed. You'd be a little pissed. I'd be I'd be upset that that you could gain advantage by by doing that. Okay. It's kind of the same thing hmm. sort of hmm. i don't know i don't know <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say that that person but they they have those physiological advantages so but they're there's gonna a difference natural- between like winning the genetic lottery and 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 physically doing something putting something in your body to increase those things like some people are just born with better lung capacity sure. yeah and yeah. and more fast twitch muscle fiber yep. right true. some people are just born with that true so, true i mean there's a difference between winning that type of genetic lottery and and supplementing with testosterone as soon as you hit 35 okay but if somebody were to come into your race and all of a sudden they had like maybe they're not getting the the shot in the butt but they've got the physiological advantages of you know having a higher testosterone level and having the muscle mass, the, the 30 to 35% greater muscle mass as being a male. Now granted, I know that they're taking the suppressants, which inevitably is going to cause that muscle mass to decrease, but it still could be a certain percentage, quite a bit higher than what you have. But there's also the, that person, because they went through the, the, um, the male puberty process, they ultimately became taller and the taller you are, the greater the VO2 max you have. So there's just all these little like physiological advantages that you're going to have being a male that down the road decided, Hey, I'm a female now again, don't have a problem with that. I think it's fantastic. If anything else, let's go for a ride sometime. Right. But, um, I, I just, I just don't know how it's fair to the, the women and what's going to encourage them to want to keep racing. I think the people intent and 15th place won't care so much but the people in second and third are like yeah beside yeah. themselves ticked off yeah yeah i think you know i think the the situation that really you know and again i've, I've tried to argue on on 
all sides of this situation here, um, just because I think it's it's really a cool topic to discuss, and obviously we want to learn a lot more about it. But the situation where you have um, the women's 800 in track and field, and it's the Olympics, and you have um, three females that have XY chromosomes finishing the medals, and you don't have any XX chromosome females finishing the medals in that particular event. To me, that it's it scares me a little bit in that you know we ha- we do have this women's category for track and field. Is does it does that get destroyed? Does it get um, or does it need to be redefined? Uh, it worries me because I'm kind of that like old school track and field purist, where it's like you know this you know the 800 man that's a great race. You know I, I want it to be. Um, just the way it was back in the good old days, you know, but, uh, it's just, it's just a tough situation. I think, um, so I'm torn definitely in, in multiple directions because, you know, I read about, uh, Rachel McKinnon's, you know, getting death threats and things like that. And I'm like, oh, this is, is not not fair to her. And I want her to be able to race because I truly believe that everyone should be able to race. And I believe she should be able to race where she should, where she should race, which is with the females, but at the same time, I don't want to lose that classic sport of, you know, having men's and women's races. So um, I'm, you know, I'm open to having changes of categories, naming them differently or whatever it is, uh, whatever we need to do. Um, but I do kind of feel like we should try to protect women's sports. Um, and that's just my gut feeling. Pick a side. <laughs> Uh, you, you've been dancing back and forth on both sides. I, I'm, I've been I've been arguing on both sides because yeah. I like to do that. If if I'm truly honest, I think um, you know if a if a doctor is looking at the blood and they can't uh, and they would and they would be able to distinguish male and female, um, then we would say like let's have a an, a female category and an open category. That's, yeah. that's how I truly believe, um, and it breaks my heart that um, you know someone like Rachel you know, would get thrown into a situation that is not fair to her um, because, you know, this is not who she believes she is and it's just not fair. So that's, that's, it's one of those things where it's like sport is not perfect. You know, we are not perfect in deciding these things and it's just the situation that, that we're in at this point. So that's not easy. Now we talked about this before we started the podcast a little bit. Yeah. The state of Washington yeah. Um, if you've got a high school athlete right. that came to you that was on your your boys varsity team and yep just just said you know what I want to race I, I identify right. as women I want to race on the girls team now yes what how does that last work? I checked we as coaches um, currently are not allowed to do anything say anything uh-huh. um, really even raise our opinion about a situation like this so I'll do it on the podcast because you know hopefully uh Washington State is not listening uh (laughs) but if um if from a different team or our team or whatever it is if a uh if an athlete decides to race female or identifies themselves as female they're allowed to race in the female races they would you know potentially have that same kind of advantage we're not we're not talking about any sort of testosterone suppressants obviously we wouldn't do that yeah. with uh kids under 18 um and so this would just be like this person identifies this way that's where they would get to race and so um there would be that situation where uh that person could potentially go on to all the way to win state championships and things like that um coaches would not be allowed to protest that or 
or really even bring it up as an issue because you know that, oh. that person's rights are protected, which I think is good. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, having but, but a female it, it athlete opens it for abuse. Is what? But yeah. I don't know. I it's I haven't seen that yet, and when I do, I'm sure I'll be angry if someone's abusing yeah. that particular system. Uh, you know, so we'll see. It would take a it would take a a special personality to want to jump in that water and well in this day and age i i don't i i wouldn't say it's far-fetched no oh no this is not people in this day and age are so craving attention and to be the spotlight and i mean you've got social media and you got the kids and trying to get their millions of followers on tiktok and and doing all that kind of stuff i mean damn kids (laughs) interwebs stinking whatever they can do to get that moment of spotlight. I mean, that could, God, in this day and age too, it could like rocket propel them into like stardom to have a, a, a life. I mean, think about what put Kim Kardashian on the map for who she is. I mean, that's, she's a, a billion, she's a billionaire because she's started to did a por- yeah, yeah, she's yeah, porn tape. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if I want to draw that conclusion when we're talking about like, but no, I would, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying I wouldn't put it out there though for somebody for to take to advantage of that. the system. So, and yeah. let me just ask you another quick question. Cause sure. I've got a, a daughter that's going to be in high school here pretty yeah. soon. If a, a boy did that and wanted to come on the cross country team, a, could that, like if you said the varsity team carries 18 um so we have uh so a varsity team is technically like seven guys or, cross, or seven girls yep. yeah okay so yep. and they're considered boys or girls let's say that category my, names let's say that my players. daughter made your cross country yes. team even though she hates cross country okay. um she makes the top seven right yeah and she's the the last one she just barely made it by threat if mm-hmm. that boy came on and he's a superstar does she lose her spot on the team if the if the boy identified as female and came over to the, the girl's side she would lose her spot okay and, and we that would, and we would have angry parents all over yeah. the place and and yeah let's say that you guys have a super talented team which you do but let's say that those seven girls were almost guaranteed the ability to get a college scholarship and all of a sudden my daughter has to go run jv now because a boy is identifying as a female is my daughter potentially going to lose out on a college scholarship or could she theoretically lose out on a college I scholarship see, i see your point of the you know, you are losing exposure to sure. um, collegiate coaches because that person didn't make varsity when they would have had they been on a different team with a different like athletic situation. Sure. So they, there are missed opportunities for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to say if they would miss like miss out on a complete scholarship just because those things are a lot of times based on times. Yeah. Um, which is great. The great thing about running as a sport is it's like yeah. you know you ran this time where you didn't. You know, and that's that's a good thing. Um, ba- you know, your place or whatever, you know, could be uh, different based on who's in that race. Sure. You know, if it was a completely open race, then that's different. And so. does this transcend all sports for high school sports? As like, far as I know. So even like, so my daughter who does play soccer. Soccer, yeah. The boy could come over and start playing on the girls' soccer team. Does well, that kid let's have... call, let's, instead of calling a boy coming over, let's call it a transgender athlete okay. coming over. And, that's and, probably the more appropriate. So transgender athlete comes over. Is said transgender athlete going to have the ability to go play um, at the collegiate level on the, the team that um, co- college, they choose to? So there, that's not under the Washington State um, governing bodies, like, I guess, their, their authority. Yeah. And so the NCAA has their own, like, rules and regulations. Sure. Um, and I don't, I'm not super familiar with that, but I do know that there has been some issues. There was a, a gentleman, um, that ran division two who was a sprinter for the first 
two or three years of his collegiate career, he raced in the male category. He did switch, you know, he did switch over to the female category and ended up winning NCAA championships. And I want to say it's the 200 meters of the division two. And I don't know exactly what year it was. It might've been 2018. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that would be one of those situations where, um, you know, the exact same thing happened where it's like this person switched over. Um, I think as far as I know, NCAA rules are like, you know, if you identify as female, you would be allowed to run in the female races and race category. So, yeah. And my final question for you, and don't take this the wrong way, but which locker room do they have to use? I think they should be able to use whatever locker room they want to use. I mean, personally, it's it's as if they identify as female, they should definitely be able to use. This is like the bathroom question, right? Where it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, use the bathroom that you f- feel comfortable with. Gotcha. All right. I'm just curious. Yeah. I, I, and for anyone that disagrees with me on that, like go to the bathroom. <laughs> like you see stalls in the women's bathroom. It's not like you're holding hands or something while you're, you're going to the bathroom. It's <laughs> right. like... And then there's urinals, and I'm like, that's fine. I don't if 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 a transgender, you know, that was female and it felt that they were transgender and associated, you know, associated themselves as male, came into the guy's bathroom. Mm-hmm. They're probably not gonna stand at the urinal next to me. No, they're gonna go I, in the stall. I just think I have the bathroom thing is just stupid. <laughs> it's just like I, you know, but so same I mean, same thing I think for locker rooms too. Yeah. I would say like that's a non-issue. It's it's the the issue I think is you know the advantage potential of of having testosterone in your system sure. potentially when you're racing sure yeah so yeah I don't sorry if that was a difficult question I was just curious because my mind goes back to the kid that's like oh you know what I'm gonna you identify as a female now just yeah. so I can go get that scholarship and, and that kid's not theoretically he's he's taking advantage of a system or a rule and he's going out there to get his little moment of fame. Does that kid then just have all right to go use the the girls' locker room and and be uh, for all intents and purposes one hundred percent attracted to girls, one hundred percent male, and just you, you see what I'm saying here? Well, even Caster Simonia, she's married to a female. And sure, it's yeah. I think we have if if we're like holistic about it, we have lots of females that are attracted to females that yeah. go into female locker rooms. We have yeah. lots of males that are attracted to males. Um, so that's not something that is you know super that I'm super worried about as much as, you know, the I just, sport itself. But yeah. then, but then I think your point of like, if someone's just taking advantage of the situation, sure. um, I'm, I'm kind of in, in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, well, when we see that, we'll address it at that point. I have just haven't seen it. I think it's such a sensitive sure. topic that people right. aren't willing to be, to go and abuse the system at this point. But 10, I just five, know that years from now, yeah, it's stuff happen. that I've heard brought up in the past. And I know there was the whole yeah. bathroom debate and I always kind of chuckled at that saying that's kind of yeah, ridiculous. Kind of so ridiculous. If you're worried about somebody seeing your nether region, just go into a private stall, you know, just like whatever. But, um, yeah. I, I don't know, just had to bring that up. This is an interesting topic. That's quite a topic. <laughs> well, obviously I think, you know, our, our, one of our biggest points is that the three of us are not the best qualified to talk about it. No. And the best thing would be to have someone come on the podcast. We've so. just had very little exposure to it. Yeah, I, so, think I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So. I just want to learn. I want to hear more about mindsets. I want to hear more about where they're coming from. I want to hear like points or, or, or viewpoints that maybe we just didn't even consider. Like, and I'm sure there's tons of them. And I'm yeah. sure someone's like yelling at the speaker yep. right now. They're yep. like yelling at their computer or however they're yep. listening to the podcast. Yeah. And they're like, you stupid idiots. You didn't address this <laughs> issue. Yeah. And, and that's what we would love to address. So either send us an email or... Um, 
or potentially uh, you could be, you know, our, our listener hot lap person and you could come in and you can yeah. talk that way. Yeah. Or you can come on the podcast because we will sure. definitely have, I mean, we love having guests on the podcast. For yep. sure. So anything else you guys want to cover? You have any other questions on this, this topic or anything that we may have left uncovered? I don't think so. No, I think I'm good. Good. No, you're good. <laughs> Let us do one last thing. Anything? So, Cross Crusade Race this oh, yeah. weekend is in Bend. Ooh. <laughs> Are you going to Bend? I am going to Bend. Of course. Are you going to uh, wear your... Uh... So, here's the question. Wait, is this the Halloween one? No. Yeah. yeah. Is it? So, Gosh, so Halloween already? Saturday oh is the normal race. Sunday is the costume race. And this is a race where if you don't show up in costume, you get heckled. Everybody shows up in costume. You get heckled no matter what. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so, my plan was to wear the homecoming dress. Yeah. So, the question is... Do I raise the women's field or do I raise the men's? Okay, that was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I am gonna. You gonna uh, go homecoming? I'm gonna go as the as a homecoming. Homecoming yeah. queen. Homecoming queen. I might wear a wig. It'd be great if you had like a little like uh, satchel that said like sh- homecoming queen or I something. Should put a sash. That on. would be awesome. I need to put a sash on. You go get yourself on Amazon Prime. I'm sure you can get one of those things here by tomorrow. <laughs> my, oh, eBay, my, wait, a used one. No, my. My daughter Darby was the homecoming queen. What? Yeah. So she has I could one. Probably. Hey, find babe. The sash. Hey, babe. Can I borrow this? <laughs> I, I promise borrow this. it'll. I'll. I'll clean it out. It, it's gonna be it's dirty. It's gonna get filthy. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's some other sort of like homecoming queen gone wrong or something. Like uh, there's something more that you could take to the costume, and I don't I know what should. that is, but yeah, like well, Carrie, like oh, uh, blood, blood. There's there's a blonde wig. Yeah. and bad lipstick. That could be fun. Yeah. It was more Halloweeny that way for sure. Yeah. Horror story. Yep. I still want to be able to race though fast. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that with blood dripping in your eyes. And I'm gonna wear a speedo underneath it. Just, just for you. Thank you. <laughs> just because I can. Thank you. We'll get that speedo dirty because I think it's uh it's gonna need to be borrowed by uh, your three favorite triathletes. <laughs> Probably. And Jake. Oh, yeah, that'll be a beautiful sight. Evan is gone, and we lost him somewhere. In yeah, there. I'm gonna say his one last thing is that he's just gonna be back to work, and we'll be back here next week. So okay. hopefully, you uh, had a, a good lunch break, Evan. Uh, Matt, do you have one last thing? Go on the YouTube's. I'm always posting stuff. Yeah, what, uh, what's coming down the pipeline? Got anything good? Well, I've got this series that I, I, I might have mentioned last week, and it was like this. Um, this. Uh, ask a try coach series and so it's going to be um it's five coaches and so i ask them all these same questions and so each of the videos it's going to be uh, a particular question last week's question you can go check it out you can go watch it it was basically like what's your favorite sport most of them actually said cycling um i think maybe two of them said running uh no one said swimming i don't know why i like <laughs> swimming i don't know why uh but the next um coaches piece that I'm going to put out is going to be, um, you know, a little bit more particular to coaches. And that would be like, as a coach, what do you see? What mistakes do you see new triathletes making? And so I think that's a little bit more apt to the, you know, group that I'm actually asking the questions to, uh, and they've got some super cool answers. So that'll either come out, um, the end of this week or potentially next week. And, uh, and I've got some whole bunch of other stuff that I'm just trying to find time to make the videos for. I'm going to review the, um, Wahoo, uh, element Rome, I think it's called, or no, Bolt, the ah. Bolt. That's um, good. I think I, I think I'm gonna clickbait title that one like one thing I hate about the Element Bolt. Oh, You'll wow. have to watch the video to find out what that is. 
Watch to find out. But Jake, if you think about it, you probably already get it. <laughs> and a uh, whole bunch of other stuff for sure coming down the pipes for, for videos. Sweet. Some cycling stuff. I'll be sure to mention I like cycling that. stuff. I yes. like that a lot. I might have to recruit you guys' help for some cycling videos. All right. The weather's going to be okay for the next little bit. So yeah. think about it. You know where to find me. Yep. <laughs> In a dress on, the on bike. my bike. <laughs> <laughs> In a dress on my bike. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, one my last one last thing is the Zwift team rides that we put on the Dowd Zwift rides are in full action. This will be actually tonight will be week number three and you'll be hearing this um, tomorrow likely. Mm -hmm. And you'll be saying, well, that's timely. You guys have that last night. That's <laughs> awesome. But do not fret. They're going to be every Tuesday night at 630 PM sharp. Um, actually Zwift added a little feature. It, it's new to me since I have done. Um, it's this. new. I know what you're talking the about. rubber banding yeah. feature. They they basically call it like leave nobody behind or keep everybody together or whatever it's called. But it's it's <laughs> commonly referred to as the rubber banding. And what that means is like if you're riding along with the group and the group all of a sudden starts to go faster and you can't hold on AKA as long the mat the mat <laughs> as long as you're pedaling as long as you're pedaling it'll keep you with the group. So do you use that for the team? Yeah, I and oh I thought you we would. did it last week because I had trouble with my fan. Oh, can you choose to use it and choose not <laughs> I, to use it? Can I you had click to get off out? my bike, yeah. mess with the fan, get it yeah. going again. I get back on. Everybody. Oh, you're 45 seconds behind. Yeah. I had to like sprint like a monkey to yeah, you just catch you, back up. Yeah, you just have to pedal, though. If you stop pedaling, it will drop you. Yeah, I so, um, still got dropped then. Yeah, but... <laughs> The, the way that we're doing nice. it because there's so many times where you're like i gotta go to the bathroom or you know whatever it is when you just get yeah. dropped and you're like well that's that yeah um you can you can go hard i mean you can go push the envelope but i think it's all dictated off like what the, the average group speed is or possibly the the ride leader speed i still got to go look at the specifics on I, that i don't know if that's kind of cool i don't know if i like this because i think it's great when we have like the triathlon ride or whatever it is and we have varying abilities yeah but when you guys set up the dialed group or at least in the past years it's been like okay on the last one we're going hard and like ah. you just get dropped oh you turned off you can't turn it off but you can say how long you want it to be for oh so perfect for, so tonight Smart. we're going to do what's called the hilly route and it's 34 miles yeah ours will turn off at 28 miles which perfect. will basically be the last lap yeah so we'll all stay together and then all of a sudden you'll come across that thing and that'll turned off it's on. And then um, I actually turn it off a little bit early before we get to the, the actual finish spot, the, the finish line, because sometimes it's fun for some people that aren't quite as fast as some of the faster yeah. people in the group. Say, all right, you guys get to go on a yeah. break. Go. And you, we'll give you like a two or three minute advantage to go out there and drop the hammer. We're going to stay back at our prescribed watts per kilogram, right. send you off to the races, and now you're a couple of rabbits out yeah. there that we're going to try and, and chase. chase down. So yeah. that cool makes stuff. It, I'm makes glad, makes I'm glad that they have that option to turn yeah. it off. It, we've had that problem though in the past because people will want to come ride with us and you know we're dropped, well, yeah. riding yeah. at like 2.5 watts per kilogram they're just not there it's called, yet it's called yeah. the map problem <laughs> <laughs> they're not there yet so now they can hold on and we can still have our race and it's it's all good yeah, the only gripe cool. that i have is i can only invite 50 people so the, the the ride in order to have all of those advantages yeah um you have to be a part of the group um and yeah, we can only do up to 50 people. So if you're interested in joining us on any of these, go to our Facebook group for the Dialed mm -hmm. Cycling Club. Um, that's open to pretty much everybody. It is a request to join and you'll fill out a couple basic questions just so we know that it's not a bunch of yahoos coming in trying to, you know, whatever sells a bunch <laughs> of crap. <laughs> but uh, we have a little bit of control over that. But we post those rides up every single week. It's got all of the details that you can click to. Um, 
um, on Facebook that will actually take you to our Strava group. And that's the other group that you can go and join. And that's another way that you can get this information. Go to um, Strava, go to the Dowd Cycling Club page, and you can join that. That's open for anybody to join. And you will get a notification when we post those up and any other rides that we're doing that you're wanting to possibly come out and join. But the beautiful thing about this is people from around the country and even around the world listen to this and have been wanting to get involved. Um, and now you can do that. We can all go ride together on Swift and we actually can talk with you as well through Discord, which is the, the app that we yeah. like to use. I hear whispers that um, Swift oh. is going to be building that uh, oh, same feature, their feature, feature. Into, no into Swift, which them. will be nice. So They should have done that a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. But um, for all intents and purposes, it's there for us to use on Discord now and we can chat a little bit more, which makes things quite fun. So join cool. us, won't ya? <laughs> um, no listener hot lap this week, guys. Sorry about that. But it just didn't work out because... Our schedule's off. Our schedules were all wonky for <laughs> <of> a day. <laughs> um, but we're back in town, and we're going to get back to our normally scheduled listener hot laps next week. Uh, we've got some cool show topics coming up. Should yeah. be a lot of fun. Tons we've of stuff. Got some listener hot lap people coming on. And I'm working on a couple uh, guests to come join us as well. So stay tuned. Excellent. <laughs> Anything else? That's it. That's good. Thanks for having us. Good seeing you guys again. It's always a good time. And for those of you listening to us, um, thank you very much. Stop by, say hi to us on uh, social media, Dial Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you and have you on the show if we, uh, if you're up for doing a listener hot lap. So thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>